1: Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
0: Hello, and thank you for listening to the Squiggly Careers podcast. I'm Sarah Ellis, one of your hosts, and welcome to our second Ask the Expert series. The idea of these conversations is to continue exploring specific skills that we really hope will help us all as we continue to navigate our careers and a world of work that has got a whole lot squigglier this year. And to start series two, we have my conversation with Mary Portis. Mary is the Chief Creative Officer at Portis, the creative agency she leads. And I'm sure lots of you will have watched her on her TV shows and be familiar with her government work and campaigning for people like Save the Children. I saw Mary speak at TEDxWomen on the topic of kindness and felt really inspired that day by her insights and her actions. She's definitely somebody who doesn't just say things, she definitely does them as well. And so I was really looking forward to our conversation and she didn't disappoint. And just before we get started, I wanted to say thank you to the Booper Foundation for continuing to support our Ask the Expert series. We wouldn't be here without them. They're an amazing charity whose purpose is to help people live longer, happier, healthy lives. And they've got a new podcast. So if you've got some extra time for some listening in your life right now, they've launched something called Resilience Brilliance. And it's a series of stories of resilience from everyday people achieving some really extraordinary things. It's such a humble and heartwarming listen. I've listened to the first episode and it's brilliant. And in the first episode, you can hear Ben Levinson, who is a primary school head teacher, and he shares his story of coping with COVID, how they did things like support the local community with things like food banks, and also really relevant to today's topic, he talks about how he's been kind to himself during some really tough times. So let's get started with my conversation with Mary, and I'll be back at the end to let you know who's coming up next. (laughs) Mary, I saw your TED Talk live last year where you really focused on this idea of kindness and you finished by saying, kindness is contagious and boy does the world need more kindness. And this feels even more pertinent today than perhaps ever before. So perhaps we could start with you sharing with our listeners why you think kindness, particularly in a business context where it's perhaps more unusual to hear that word used, is so important.
2: Essentially, I, you know, my career was at the height of the consumer Thatcher years, I would imagine, when I went into the world of business, the 80s, you know, 90s, and I thought this was fantastic. But it was a very aggressive form. It was about profit. It was about growth. It was focusing on, it was still to this day. And I found myself in a world where I had to create, I can only describe it as sort of putting on the suit for battle. It wasn't battle, but there was definitely a performative side of it. And I was a very grief-stricken teenager. I lost both my parents by the time I was in I was in survival mode, and so I played the game. But I lost me somewhere along the way. And I lost my sense of self. I lost my deeper frequency, my light, I think. And I didn't realise any of this until I gave birth. And it wasn't even just the giving birth. It was the fact of seeing, as you know, my TED Talk. One of my sons going off to university out into the world and the little baby one coming into the world. And I realized that no matter what I prepared them for, what sort of love and kindness I showed at home, that wasn't going to be the world of work. And it made me think, why wouldn't it be that? Why can't it be that? And I started to look at my own business and realized that I'd just been sort of creating the same culture and, and environment that I've grown up in. You know, if you're not good enough, out, bam, this is the speed, this is it. It's individualistic you know it's Darwinian, and i started to dislike myself which is not a good place to be and i thought well is this me or is this the outward me that i've had to create in order to believe that i need to succeed and be financially secure and i realized that was the case so as we know i went on the whole journey on restructuring my whole business and saying i could use the word decency human values there's all much the same but so something very powerful in kindness, because it's seen as a soft word when someone's kind, but actually it's terribly powerful. Because in order to be kind and understand the lives and the other people's view on the world or what is happening in the world, takes a big person who has strength in themselves that can do that, and it comes from a place of truth. And. Um, I realize you can create a business. This doesn't mean being soft or nice. This means about creating a power that's based on a deep understanding of human behavior. And people respond well to decent behavior and kindness. That's how we bring up children. That's how we look after relatives. Why do we stop at work? And that's how I came to that. And now I'm moving it on into the kindness economy. I'm going to actually start looking at how we can affect change within business, because this is a new value system that I think people are wanting from businesses. So it's actually going to be a powerful economic tenet of the way that we will grow going forward, because I believe that all the old codes of what we've worked to because of COVID has absolutely leveraged this and sped this up.
0: One of my mentors is Dame Silas Noble and she wrote an article about the importance of kind leaders where she says kindness should never be misinterpreted for weakness. Kind leaders have a steadfast belief that the good guys will win. Kindness in leadership has great power. She's very wise. So that that really kind of stuck with me. And I wondered, Mary, you work with a really wide range of leaders in the work that you do. And can you see more evidence that kind leaders are being embraced and celebrated? Well, we only have to go back to the 70s and look at Anita Roddick, pioneer of this.
2: Everything that she based that business on was good for the world, good for you. And she treated her teams with respect. She obviously she also believed in the power of the feminine. And that I want to talk about the soft power that we talk about that's always been seen as the women ending up in the human resources department or making the coffee and looking after people that was seen as soft power and business, which is absolutely crazy because the power of the feminine and I don't want to avoid that. The power of the goddess is coming through. It really is coming through. We have lived in a patriarchal society for too long where we suppress this and we believed we as women weren't able to reach the top because we had to play the alpha game that was created by Mm -hmm. men, for men, and alpha men. And here's the thing, when I did my talks on this and my book, Work Like a Woman, the amount of men that were in audience, I did not get one bad comment from a man at all when I went out and talked about this because most men don't want to perform in an alpha way most men don't want to they've had to play this awful game they've had to play the game that we and we can see it we can see the two absolutely right down through the middle of society the right wing aggressiveness that we're seeing in the trumps and even our politicians now the johnsons hanging on to those old power codes and the people that follow those and we're seeing the other side of the world and i think it's probably about 50 50 this is my sense of it and we're seeing this openness, this ability to break down those walls and to look at the world in a deeper, sensitive way, and understand how we live on this planet, and actually think about how can we do this in a better way. And so many businesses have started doing this. Jaguar Land Rover was one of them. I've got called in to do talks at some of the biggest banking institutions that are yes. shifting their ways of doing this because they might be doing it because. They think it's the right thing to do, and I think most are. But some of them are going, this is the future. Balls that have women on them are 15% more profitable. Look at the countries that have got through COVID best run by women. This power, this soft power, this kindness power is the future.
0: And if someone is listening right now who perhaps isn't a leader of a business but wants to spread the kindness word and wants to sort of make it happen and would really like some practical actions and ideas. Where would you recommend they start, and and what ideas would you share? You see,
2: I think the thing is, we've got to remember that the whole point of this, this is about people within organisations, and people together have huge amounts of power. We don't realise it. I mean, especially women. If you look at nearly 80% of all buying in this country is done by women. The other thing is, a group of people in business together, you know what, all it takes is partnering. If you feel that your business isn't delivering on this. Speak to other people. This is no longer about, we talk about the individualism, this is your squiggles. Squiggle around the office, talk to people, get a sense of it. It's not a moaning situation to say, wouldn't it be better if? And then come up with these. This is what I said in my work, like a woman book. I mean, I'm not really good at doing in-house how to manage culture, that's not my thing very much. So I I might be a bit rubbish on this, but that is how change happens is that you get together and you say, why don't we go and see the people at the top, whether it's an HR or whether it's the chief exec, or whatever size, we can start to make this change happen. The same was in Sainsbury's, you can break it off, huge business, you don't have to start at the top, you can break it down into areas that you're focusing on. I remember getting called into Sainsbury's to give a talk and they, they actually had every store and group around the country listening in, and it was just this wonderful way of just slowly but surely, Bringing the voice and then putting it out to as many people as possible. And I remember a guy putting his hand up and he said, Mary, how do I start in my team? And I said, Well, how many are you? And he said, Two. I burst out laughing. I said, Well, hmm. then you just sit down with your colleague and say, You might work that way. And it have, doesn't have to be the overall way the business works. And slowly but surely, they'll look and go, Good, why are the design departments so on, you know, working so well? Why are they actually being A, are looking like they're enjoying their work, but actually being so productive. Oh, hello, look what they've started to work with. So, you know, you can do this. This doesn't always come from the top. It doesn't have to be done that way.
0: And so the kindness economy is clearly something you've been thinking about for a long time. And like you say, it's perhaps taken a while for it to find its home and have its moment. And hopefully it's not a fleeting moment, it's here to stay. I'm interested to know, how optimistic do you feel about where we are and where we could be in the next couple of years? Oh, I'm a complete optimist.
2: The way that we've seen the marches on global warming, the way we've seen the Me Too movement, all of this was an anger that was wrapped in kindness. That is really powerful. And I love the words outrage and optimism. I wish I'd come up with it. We need that. I'm an optimist, but I'm outraged. And I think, you know, people go, oh, you can't be angry. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can't let it stay in you and affect you, and you can't let it hurt other people. But it can fuel you because that's the way we need to project towards change.
0: And we always finish our Ask the Expert interviews by asking our guests to share with our listeners your best piece of career advice.
2: I'll tell you what I've been doing. It's the advice I've given to my kids. Nobody in business purposely goes out to hurt. Most people are surviving and wanting to get through at their best. So if someone sends you a curt email or someone's a bit abrupt or someone's sort of taking credit for your work, just don't get hung up on that. You're just wasting your energy. Just go back, open up the dialogue. Either let them know, just say that, or talk to them about it, or just found that a bit difficult. Be open, be honest, and do your best. I genuinely think I was successful because I just worked that bit harder. <laughs> and mine was through survival. And Because I can say all these other things. I genuinely think I just worked that bit harder, and I didn't get hung up on stuff. A, I was so fearful of not making money because I didn't have any and I didn't have a home. So then I maybe just sort of let that stuff go, but it was probably the best thing. So I just say often let that small stuff go and just focus on what you're doing and do it to your best and be honest and talk to people if you have an issue because invariably, and it's always, I've seen it with my kids that they go, yeah, I did speak with them, and that was sorted. And you see a smile on their face, and it's just a wonderful thing. And then I love the Elizabeth Gilbert, just anytime there's something curious, open the door, follow it, be curious, be curious,
0: be curious. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Next week, we have my conversation with David Epstein, the author of Range, where we talk about experimentation. It's a fascinating topic and David is super smart, really interesting, I could have talked to him for hours and he wasn't all phased by my very in-depth questions. I basically got a bit carried away doing research. So I really enjoyed it and I think you'll learn a lot from the episode. So I hope you come back again next week. In the meantime, if you've got five minutes, rating, review, subscribing is always really appreciated. That's everything from us. Thank you again for listening, and we'll speak to you again soon.
1: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,